Welcome to the first episode of Theology Gals. And Theology Gals is a podcast by women for women. And it's with Colleen Sharp, myself, and Ashley Glassick. And since it's our first episode, we're going to introduce you to who we are. And then we're going to talk a little bit about why theology is important for women also. Um, but before we start, I did want to mention that Theology Gals is a podcast on the Bible Thumping Wing Net Network. There's a lot of other great podcasts on the network. Definitely check out the website, BibleThumpingWingNet.com. You'll be able to read our blog there and then also download the app so you can keep up with our podcast and any other podcasts on the network. And so, Ashley, how are you? I'm doing well. <clears throat> it's uh, It's been kind of cold here. Well, not as cold as it is there. And and where are you? I am in Southern California. Okay. I know. It's not super cold here, but it's been cold for Southern California. So okay. it's it warmed up today. So I was happy about that. Yeah, I think it warmed up here in Colorado today to 50 or something. It seems a little warm anyways. <laughs> yeah, that was like a cold day for us last week. <laughs> So um, I guess maybe we'll start with you, Ashley, if you can tell a little bit how you came to faith. Okay, so um, I grew up in a non-denominational evangelical church, like one of those mega churches. Um, And I also grew up going to the Christian school that was associated uh, with that church. I went all the way through eighth grade. And so I was really well-versed in my Bible stories and Bible memorization. And I could sing the Father Abraham song. Do you know the Father Abraham song? Yeah, I I know that one. (laughs) So um, I learned a lot about the Bible, but I was not really presented with the gospel until I was around 20. I guess I was 20 when I got a job uh, at Starbucks. And at the time I was like, yeah, I'm totally a Christian. And these three guys that I worked with uh, started kind of like having conversations with me about that and asking me questions and kind of challenging me. And about a year later, um, I became a Christian. Uh, just for the first time really saw that I was a sinner and that I needed Jesus because I think up to that point, I was like, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm doing okay. And I did well in school and I was just very comfortable. And so I didn't, I don't think I heard the gospel, but even if I would have heard it when I was younger, I think I would have thought I didn't need it. And so just through various circumstances that kind of led me to me being there and being right to listen to these guys, I finally was like, you know, I think I need to consider if I really am a Christian or not. And um, thankfully, um, these guys had like sound theology and um, knew how to share the gospel well and also loved me well in doing that. And I ended up actually dating and marrying one of them. So 
um, that's kind of fun. But yeah, so um, that's that's the short version. There there is a longer version, but that's the short version of how I became a Christian. What about you, Colleen? Well, and just a fun fact for our listeners: that church that I think your husband was attending at the time that you started attending. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was right before you became a Christian or right after sometime there is actually the church that I grew up in. Um, Ashley and I are from the same town in Southern California. We attended the same church, but years apart and went to the same high school, but years apart because I'm a tiny bit older. And um, so, and, you know, I, I grew up in, a Christian home. I understood, and I did grow up in a church where the gospel was very clearly preached. And I have very clear memories at a young age, understanding my sinfulness and, and my need for Christ. Um, so, you know, for me, I, you know, I have a, a lot of, a lot of memories growing up and, but at a very, I actually can't remember a time that I didn't understand that I was a sinner and understand that the only hope that people had for salvation was Christ. But um, for me, I went, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about how I got into theology, and then maybe you can, you know, talk a little bit about that also. But um, I think I was about 12, and I had visited a church. It was actually... um, it was Harvest, Greg Laurie, Calvary Chapel. Yeah. And um, I heard something, and I won't get into all the details, but I hadn't really heard it before. And so I asked my mom, you know, where's that in the Bible? She said, well, you know, it's something that people believe, but not necessarily something in the Bible. And this just really perplexed me. Like, why would anyone say anything that's not in the Bible? And um, and I just decided I only wanted to believe that which, you know, I could see in scripture. And then I think I became um, a pain to my youth pastor. Uh, and we had, <laughs> we had moved to Florida for a couple years and very dispensational church and lots of end time talk. And I would stay after and say, Wait, can you show me where that is in scripture? And I would say, are, are you sure that's what it means? I'm just not seeing it. And um, my youth pastor even got this seminary student to try to help me understand um, the eschatology that they were trying to teach. And um, But that, you know, I really, really wanted to know what exactly does scripture teach. I want to, you know, I started to learn that there were, different theological views and I really wanted to know what scripture taught and I eventually ended up at a um a Wesleyan holiness bible college well I I should back up in um in high school uh one of my friends did this um study through Ephesians and when we did Ephesians 1, you know, I just thought that election thing has got to mean something else. It can't possibly mean that God just chose people. And I, I just kind of put it in the back of my mind. And then I heard a sermon um, on Christian radio from a Calvary Chapel pastor who said, who was preaching on that passage, 
um, in Ephesians 1, you know, that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And um, he said, well, what happened is God looked through time. He saw who was going to believe. And then he chose those people. And I thought, well, that that makes a lot of sense. I think that's what I'll believe. Um, until I was in Bible college and had to read through the Old Testament for Old Testament survey and began seeing God's sovereignty through all of scripture. And then, um, then the new Testament and everything kind of came together. I, I didn't know what Calvinism was or, um, but, and, um, we are going to be doing an episode on Calvinism. So I'll talk a little bit more about how that all came about, but you know, I, um, but that, that's when I also, so after that point and met my husband who kind of introduced me to the entirety of reformed theology and really began well, he introduced me to the White Horse Inn. If anyone knows that show, it's actually been on since the early 90s with Michael Horton, Kim Riddlebarger, Rod Rosenblatt. Ken Jones wasn't on there then. And um, so I learned a lot from there and started reading a lot of books and, you know, really studying scripture um, with a desire to understand and know what does scripture teach, you know, with when there's different views on certain things. Um, so, and so what about you, Ashley? Cause I know, you know, you also have an interest in theology. Did that yeah. come right away or how did that happen? No, no, it definitely didn't. And <clears throat> well, I do have to say that I was blessed to kind of be introduced to um, like Calvinism and stuff right after I was saved. So I actually never really like struggled with that, which I know usually people talk about having this like cage stage, you know, phase, but it just was like introduced, like I was like a brand new believer. And so whatever I was being taught, I just soaked up like a sponge and thankfully it was good theology. Um, but I didn't really see, um, I didn't see studying theology as important. In fact, I think someone told me somewhere on the along the road or I read it that theology was head knowledge. Like you don't, you don't need to study that. Like you just need to know the gospel and read uh-huh. God's word. And that sounded very solid to me. That sounded like, yeah, like very simple. And yeah, like I uh-huh. just need to know the gospel and like, of course, like the gospel is, you know, central to to all this but it wasn't until we moved about two years ago and ended up the only good church in the area was presbyterian church which we didn't really totally know what that meant um but we showed up and immediately knew okay this is very different (laughs) than like broader evangelical churches like this is very different and um I think I was intrigued and I wanted to understand why it was so different and I started sitting in on Sunday school and my pastor was working through the Westminster Confession which my first few months there I was like why do we have a confession I don't even understand that I'm sure we're going to do an episode on that as well um and so I just realized, wow, there is a depth to theology that I just had no idea. And all of a sudden I wanted to know 
everything about Reformed theology. And I mean, that's really only like a year and a half ago. So I'm pretty new. So those of you that are listening can know Colleen has been studying Reformed theology for many, many years. And I'm, I'm pretty new to the club and pretty new to even finding the study of theology important. But you know, I've just been learning a ton and um, just wanting to learn more. I mean, I've just, I've just really seen it as, as valuable, not only just because I know more about God, but also experientially just, it has really transformed my walk with the Lord and just made so many things just kind of click that I didn't, you know, I had a lot of questions before that I didn't know how to answer them. And, and so I'm, I'm super grateful for, yeah. And for just the study of the old, yeah. I think you and I, and even though Ashley and I grew up in the same town and had gone to the same church and same high school, we actually met on Facebook, I think about that time. Yeah. Um, when the, you shout out to the reform pub, some of you listening might know the reform mm-hmm. pub. Yeah, I was in the Reform Pub. I listened to that podcast, you know. How did we meet? I think. I think um, I think I friended you and couldn't understand why we had some of the mutual friends we had. Yeah. Um, like, why is she friends with some of my friends from Corona? Corona is the town mm-hmm. we grew up in. It didn't yeah. make any sense to me. But but it but it clicked very quickly because um, of her last name, because my mom is friends with some of your husband's family. Yeah. So I have long heard you. I mean, it's the only time I'd ever heard that last name. And I thought it's there has many. to be a connection. There's not many Glossics. Right. All the Glossics in the world, I'm pretty sure, in Corona, California. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I thought, and well, my mom and and my best friend that I grew up with in that church, you know, I'd, I think it's your husband's aunt that, you know, mm-hmm. they've been friends with for a long time. And I'd always you know, heard. And so I thought there's got to be a connection there. And then we kind of made yeah. the connection. Um, and then the more we talk, the more we realize, oh my gosh, we have a lot. In common. Mm-hmm. Not only did we once go to the same church, grow up in the same town, we went to the same high school. I mean, we just, even theologically, yeah. yeah, you know, we just, we really lined up and we were interested in studying the same things and it just right. kind of, kind of clicked. Yeah. And I, one thing I, I feel like I need to mention is um, that the church that um, Ashley and I both went to, when when I was growing up, it um, was, you know, Calvinistic. That, that was not really a thing. It was actually when I was away at college, and I, um, I embrace the doctrines of grace, and I come home from college in the summer, and meet this new pastor that they got that um, that really emphasized that also at the church and the church kind of did yeah. become a little bit more known for that. And I know that Ashley and I are both grateful yeah. for the things, even though we went a different direction as far as Presbyterian, that we're both grateful for 
Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of the things. I mean, I, I am just even just listening to your story, Ashley, and, you know, that I, I know which church you grew up in. I have friends who grew up in the same church um, that I grew up with. And, you know, just I, I'm so grateful that, you know, I grew up hearing a very clear gospel, you know, understanding justification by faith alone and understanding, um, you know, law and gospel, even though it wasn't necessarily said like that, there was that distinction. And yeah. also for my parents, mm-hmm. that, that very important, very grateful. And I should mention my mom is started reading theology. She started reading theology and I'm fairly certain <laughs> she reads far more theology than I do. Every time yeah. they, That's they moved, so yeah, they moved from California um, to close to us, we live in Colorado now. And, um, every time I go over there, there's these stacks of books. I'm like, what goodness. I mean, it's like, you know, being in my dream bookstore going over there, you know, <laughs> she's retired. She has lots of time. And, and, you know, it, it really is a blessing because my mom will call me or I'll call her, you know, I just read this in a book and we'll have some great conversation about that. And I, I know that that isn't, you know, necessarily common, but that, that actually brings us to kind of the next point, the next thing I wanted to talk about. And one, and, you know, I should mention that we do have a Facebook group, any ladies out there interested, it is called Theology Gals, um, Ladies Theology Discussion and Encouragement. And, you know, all you have to do is request to join. We have, you know, we don't just discuss in-depth theology in there. Sometimes there's, you know, memes. Sometimes yeah, memes, memes. Right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and um, personal, you know, uh, I mean, it could be personal struggles that people are going through or, you know, all we've discussed just about everything in there. It's really been just yeah, so such fun. a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people ask questions in that group and I'm like, I've never even thought to ask that. Like, what a great question. I'm waiting to see who's going to respond to this. (laughs) Yeah, there was one of those today. I thought, well, this will be interesting. I don't think I've ever even heard that question. Yeah. So, but um, one, and, you know, I've gotten some private messages from girls in our group and, and even some discussions. And one thing that some of the ladies say is, you know, I'm having such a hard time finding women in my own church to discuss mm-hmm. theology with, you know, they don't seem to be interested. And, you know, I think that's why we decided the best thing we could talk about this first episode is, is theology important for women? And I, I thought I'd start with um, a great quote from Michael Horton's Pilgrim Theology book. I'm actually reading his um, Christian Faith right now, which I think Pilgrim Theology is the shorter version of it. But Um, He says, many Christians assume that we can just experience God in a personal relationship apart from doctrine, but that's impossible. You cannot experience God without knowing who he is, what he has done, and who you are in relation to him. Basic Christian experiences and commitments are theological. I just love Jesus, some say, but who is Jesus and why do you love him? Um, and Ashley, you said earlier, you know, how much it, you know, even has kind of changed 
your walk with the Lord. Yeah. So what, what are some ways, that, what are some reasons that you think women need to study theology too? Well, I would say, I mean, just a huge reason is for, is for discernment. Just knowing, I mean, there is so much out there in terms of books you can buy, articles to read, blogs to follow. And if you don't really understand right doctrine and right theology and just knowing, like, even knowing false doctrines and theology that exist and things you should be wary of, I mean, it just you have to know those things to be able to discern what is good and what is bad and what I actually really need to avoid that is dangerous. Um, especially as a woman. I mean, I was listening to Amy Bird on another podcast earlier, talk about how the number one market for um, Christian books right now is women and the market's just growing and growing and growing. And there's, so many books being put out right now directed towards women and not all of it is good. And I mean, you really have to be discerning and understand, you know, right doctrine and theology to know what is good and what's not good. Because if you don't, you're just kind of being tossed to and fro on the waves of whatever comes your way. And I know looking back and I, you know, not, too long Christian life, I can look back on books I read and go, wow, I probably shouldn't have read that book. <laughs> like, author was like kind of leading me in a wrong direction with that idea here and there. And, you know, I think that just comes with knowing, knowing theology is being able to make those calls for yourself. Yeah. And I think especially for with the resources out there for women, that's actually something we talk about quite a bit in the group. You know, you have um, Beth Moore and Jen Hatmaker and some of these, and there are some severe theological issues. Um, their resources from the stuff that that I have read. In fact, I, I want to recommend um, Berean Research is a great great website for the ladies out there. Um, yeah. That they actually talk up. You know, if you're if you're not sure, you know, what is Beth more okay? And if so, what, if not, why? Um, there's, there's some great stuff there. There's been a lot of discussions lately about the if conference right. and, um, you know, some of the stuff there. And I, you know, only recently was aware of, of, you know, it's not something I've been involved in, but aware of some of the, um, things with it that women should probably, um, be wary of and so i think i think that's such a um a, a you know i think you're right about that and i i would add to for obedience you know if knowing n- knowing not only how can we obey but why i think you know there's a lot of false doctrine out there as far as the why and um so and not just understanding the how, but the why we've had, um, you know, there's girls that have struggled with assurance of salvation because they grew up in a Wesleyan or, um, or we've have, we have several girls who grew up Catholic and 
So they grew up with a very works-based salvation. And so they're having to go to scripture and learn, you know, what does scripture say about obedience? And I would also say for, um, for comfort and for wisdom, you go through a difficult time knowing who God is, understanding his sovereignty. Those things um, are of great comfort, knowing God's word and um, the different things it says about, you know, why we suffer, for instance, or um, seeking wisdom. The scripture has a lot to say about that also. Um, I, I just thought of another one, too. with, And I, I'm pretty sure this was Michael Horton who said something like, like, why would you not want to know who God is? That's totally Michael Horton, right? That's totally something mm-hmm. Michael Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's like, why would you not? Why would you not want to understand more? Yeah. There was a, there's a quote in the Christian faith, actually. I meant to write it down, and I did not. Well, actually, I could probably find it, but I think he says um, something about, you know, how we want to know our spouse, Mm -hmm. Um, yes that's exactly what I was thinking about yeah Yeah. Um, let's see I I have it right here it says theology simply means the study of God and doctrine means teaching since the main message let me see (laughs) I want to make sure this is yes this is it since the main message of scripture is the unfolding mystery of Christ who reveals his father and reconciles us to him theology is a central concern of every believer It would be odd if we told our spouse or other loved ones that we wanted to spend time with them and experience their fellowship regularly, but not want to know anything about them, their characteristics, accomplishments, personal histories, likes, dislikes, and plans for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we want to know the one who has saved us, the one that we are to love. We want to know the one that we are to worship. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that's, um, what, Ashley, what has your experience been as far as, um, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't put you on the spot like this, but is it hard sometimes (laughs) to find women to discuss theology with? I mean, I, I can honestly say, I mean, you know, I, I have struggled with that. I've, and I know I'm, um, now, now I'm wondering who's listening because now I'm going to quote, but I, I'll just, I'll do a vague <laughs> conversation. I've had different versions of somebody, of women saying, so um, do you like theology? Yes. You know, and oh yeah, because I don't, I'm, I'm just really not interested in it. You know, like almost like, yeah, I don't really want you to talk about it anymore. And yeah. so, um, you know, it, that, it, and do you, well, here's, here's a good question. Um, is there benefit in talking to women specifically I mean are there specific things for us in our study of theology you know as far as because of biblical women womanhood or maybe being wives and mothers Mm -hmm. are there reasons that we would want to discuss and iron sharpening iron with other women why we would want to discuss theology with other women. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm trying to think of like specific reasons. I mean, so I kind of have a problem with, like, I, I feel like I see a lot of things directed towards women that only encompass being a mom, being a wife, or being mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have a problem with that as a woman. Like, why do I as a woman, like, why should I have less, like, why is, like, the study of theology not important to me as a woman? Like, why why are, like, 90% of books, and I'm totally making that statistic up, like, why are 90% of books to women about how to be a good mom and how to be a good wife, which are really important things. I'm not minimizing right. that. And we need to hear that stuff. But like, why, why isn't it also about like understanding who God is and, you know, like um, having yeah. like right doctrine. And like, I honestly, as a woman feel kind of like offended by, by some, some like articles and things that I see that just kind of boil womanhood down to um, the specifics of being a wife and a mom, which, okay, I'm a Presbyterian, so I'm all about the family and, you know, like, I, I love my husband and all about being a wife and I look forward to being a mom someday, God willing, but I just think that that's not, that's not all there is right. to being a Christian woman is just discussing those things. Like I just think as women, even things that are kind of like specific to womanhood, womanhood, like not, I mean, not totally specific. I know men struggle with like anxiety and depression and things like that, but so much of our theology helps with understanding that and understanding other issues that we have. Um, I just think girls should talk about theology too. I, uh, that's just my opinion. You know, I, I think we should be talking about it with each other. And, and to answer your question, I've met, oh, it was so cool at my last church. Um, I went to this like church up in Monterey, California to meet like six year old women who've been studying like reformed theology and who have known the Lord and walked with the Lord for like 30 years or 40, you know, like you're just like, whoa, (laughs) Like it, it's, it is really cool to see women that just really want to dig in and really want to know who God is. And um, yeah. And I, I'm sure like I've come across women that are like, no, I'm, no, I'm not really interested in that. But I guess in the recent few years, like I've actually met more women who are really interested and, you know, so that's been like really cool to see that. Yeah. And I think from what, what you were saying earlier, um, we we just like men are children of God who worship God, who um, need comfort in suffering, yeah. Who should know God? Who should know God's word? The things that Michael Horton said in that quote um, when he talked about you know be odd if you told your spouse or other loved one that. We wanted to spend time with them and experience their fellowship regularly, but did not want to mm-hmm. know anything about them. So we need to know about God. Um, yeah. Didn't want to know their characteristics. We need to know who God is, his attributes, mm-hmm. um, accomplishments, what God has done, how God has worked through history, 
um, how he is working now. Um, likes, dislikes, etc. Knowing knowing who God is, I can tell you from my own life, going through, you know, a difficult difficult times of suffering, that knowing who God is, understanding certain attributes, understanding His sovereignty, those things were extremely comforting to me, and things that I rested in during those difficult times. And so, in that sense, it's no different than you know, a man who's going through a difficult time and finds comfort in God's sovereignty and who he is and his love and his grace. Um, um, and there's, Packer, oh, sorry. I don't want to no, you, you go ahead, Ashley. Um, J.I. Packer has a quote. Um, it says, theology should lead to doxology or like worship. Like, like we're not, we're not here talking about we just want to study things so that our heads can get real big and, you know, we can just sit in a, a closed room and talk about them. Like our theology and our understanding of who God is should lead to worship. You know, it should lead to praising God even more than we were before. The more we, the more we know him. And I, I really like that theology should lead to doxology. Should, you know, yeah, in the actually, since I'm looking at the Christian faith here right now in that section I read, um, my opponent says, why theology? And he has four D's, drama. So he talks about who we are in God's story, where mm-hmm. so often people think, you know, the Bible is not about us. It is about God. And so right. the drama is who we are in God's story, not who God is in our story, but who we are in God's story. It says drama, doctrine, doxology and discipleship. I kind of like those, you know, as four reasons of um, understanding theology. I actually had one other quote from him that I think would be helpful. Um, That makes a really good point. It says, whether you realize it or not, you are a theologian. Um, Now he's talking about the book that you're reading, but he says, you come to a book like this with a working theology, an existing understanding of God, whether you are an agnostic or a fundamentalist or something in between, you have a working theology that shapes and informs the way you think and live. I think that's very interesting. We all have ideas about God. We all, you know, have theologies, and any of us that are Christians should be theologians because theology is the study of God. Yeah, and it's like, since we all have theology, we should be trying our hardest to make sure that theology is right. Yes. You know, like if we all have some idea of this is what the Bible means here and this is who God is. I mean, I think we should be really studying, really trying to make sure that we have right theology. Um, Cause it could be wrong. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. And you know, that actually brings up the probably the last point I'll make because we'll have to wrap up here soon. But do, does the does studying theology mean that um you know you you have to go and read um um you know Burkhoff's systematic theology and then be able to um you know discuss some deep aspect of covenant theology? Is it just that? So I I have actually Right, to read Burkhoff, and I am, 
I'm trying. I really am. But I read a paragraph of Burkoff and then I'm like, let me read that again. <laughs> let me read that again. Like, I'm definitely not on his level. Like, <laughs> I wish I was. But honestly, like the first, when I first started being interested in theology and wanting to read, I wasn't even reading like big heady books. I was listening to podcasts. I was, you know, reading blogs and then getting book recommendations from there and even hanging out in that reform pub Facebook group and seeing questions people were asking. And then actually the best thing was learning, Oh, I can go talk to my pastors and elders about this. And that's honestly where I learned the most. Cause I would go to them with a question thinking the answer was probably this. And my brilliant you know, pastors would be like, well, well, no, (laughs) maybe you should think about it this way. Um, So yeah, we should add that, that if you're listening, make sure you're plugged in and yes, really in, you know, in conversation with your pastors and elders, because they are just so vital, you know, and especially if you're trying to understand, discern if something is good theology or bad theology, you know, I, I just, I shoot my pastor an email about once a week. <laughs> hey, I heard this quote somewhere. Can you tell me? Like, you know, just I'm trying to understand this verse. Like, wow, it's it's so great to have, you know, a pastor that's really invested and, in, you know, wants to, to help you understand things like that. Right. And faithful to the word of God. Yeah. And in our confessions. And I know... Right. Ashley and I, we're both Presbyterians, so we will talk about the confession and catechism sometimes. And I know that um, I know that that can seem foreign to some people. The first time I heard that, you know, Protestants used a catechism, I, I, well, I thought only Catholics used had a catechism. Yeah, you know, my right. Catholic, the Catholic, my Catholic neighbors I grew up with, they had, they went to catechism. You know, they went to catechism class or catechism school. You know, it made no sense. Kind of how I felt the first time I heard a Protestant baptized a baby. But we'll leave that discussion. Yeah, yeah. future, future episode. You know, that's that's only Catholics. Um, but you know, we Ashley and I have a lot of episodes that we are really excited about taping next week. We are going to do um, an episode on the doctrines of grace and. While some of the stuff may seem basic, we we get a lot of questions about these things. And so um, that we just have a lot of topics that we are looking forward to discussing. If you have any ideas for show topics, if you're in our group, um, you can let us know there. You can shoot us a message on Facebook or you can email us at theologygals at gmail.com. And be sure also to follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page along with the group. We're on Twitter at Theology Gals, and we are also on Instagram. And we will put um, links to all of our social media and our email in our um, in our podcast notes. And I will put together a um, resource sheet for this episode um, with the quotes that we talked about and a few of the things that we talked about. Um, I, if you're in our Facebook group, I will put it in the group files. Otherwise, you can email us and we will send it to you. And we appreciate you guys listening and hope that you will subscribe to our podcast and join us next week. <laughs>